0: And
1: start
0: your engines! Here's uh, Houston,
1: we've Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan.
0: to Jim Parris Live! Your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and
1: preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Parris. All right, hello everybody and welcome to our guest segment if you're just tuning in. I'm super excited to have with us a guest that we have not had on before. This is his first time with us. His name is Winton, not Winston, but Winton Churchill. W-I-N-T-O-N, if you want to find him over at Amazon, Winton Churchill, and he's connected with our friends over at International Living. Now, for those that have heard all the interviews we've done over the years on International Living, those are the folks that talk all about why it's super cheap to live in places like Ecuador and Colombia and even parts of, of Europe, even parts of Asia. But one of the problems is if you go offshore, if you move to a foreign country, Maybe you don't have enough income from your retirement sources to be able to fully support yourself. And the problem is a lot of these countries, you're not allowed to take a job away from someone that's a local there. Many times you're not even allowed to open a business. So how do you supplement your income if you're living in one of these super cheap places? Even though it's super cheap, you might still need a little bit more money to make things comfortable. You can do that online. And joining us tonight for the first time is... Winton Churchill, Winton good to have you with us sir. Can you hear me Winton? Well, I know you're there and I don't hear you. So maybe what you're going to have to do is hang up and uh disconnect from the computer and then connect by phone. Uh my producer, if you're listening in the other room, uh maybe you can make that phone call and try to connect. Winton, can you hear me? It might be a mic issue, too, on your end. You might try some different mic settings. Okay, I'm going to hang up with Winton, and hopefully he'll be... Oh, there he is. Hello, Winton. Do we have you? Yes, sir. Hey.
0: Hey. Yes, yeah, sorry, I don't know what happened. There.
1: No worries. Hey, I'm so glad to have you with us tonight. Um, we don't have any commercials, and we've got like a good forty minutes here to chat. Uh, so, oh, that's great. I want to start by making sure that we get your name right because I've been uh, my producer and I have been talking all day. I said. Are you sure it's not Winston Churchill? No, no, it's Winton. And I said, okay, because the book says Winton, but every time I say it, I want to say Winston Churchill. So uh, uh, what's, this, what's the history on your name? Uh, is that is that a, a well, family name uh, that you have?
0: Uh, yes, um, I, I'm a junior. So my father got the name when he was born in 1920s, the name Winton, and his grandfather was a car aficionado. Who uh, was enamored with a car called the Winton Six, and it was the first motorized vehicle to cross the United States. Okay. Uh, in the early 1900s.
1: Fascinating. And then your last name is Churchill, so a lot of people might think, right. "Well, Win- Winston Churchill, of course." Uh, but no, it's it's Winton. So for people that want to make sure they get your name right, so if you want to Google Winton or find his books or his information online. Uh, and also for people that want to know your organization is called barefoot consulting. Is that right?
0: Uh, barefoot consultants,
1: barefoot, barefoot com. Barefootconsultants.com. Now, um, yes. I want to make sure I, I set this up correctly. Now you are somehow connected to our friends at international living. Is that right?
0: Yes. Yes. I was a member of their, uh, you know, just a, a member and and partaking in their information. When I decided to move to Mexico in 2006, I ultimately moved in 2007 and I went to one of their conferences and was explaining that I had been doing freelancing for a number of years and I was now living in Mexico and doing that. And most of my clients were in the United States and they said, gee, could you get up and talk for a few minutes about how you're doing that? And I said, well, I don't have any slides. I don't have a talk. He said, just get up and kind of explain what you did. <laughs> and uh, that was about 85 conferences ago and about 40,000 people going through our various
1: programs. So
0: uh, it 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 turned out there was a, there were a lot of people interested in it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I loved your book. I, I, I read it. I finished it today. And, oh, and what I love about your book is in folks, the reason you want to get his book is because it's not one of these books that just talks theory. It's filled with like, here's this website, here's this website, go to this, do this. Do, it's all like really actionable information, which I love because I hate these books that you know, tell you all of this theory and then you're like left like, okay, I want to do this. Where's the pool so I can jump in? And they don't tell you like what the next step is to take. And your book just absolutely fills in all the blanks. I love that about it. But let me ask oh, you thank you. Let yeah, me we, ask you a more sure. more though about your personal history because for people that are are trying to figure out why are we talking about this? Because a lot of our uh viewers, a lot of our listeners Love when we have the international living people on. And I want to make sure that I explain this right. So I'm going to give it a crack and then I'm going to have you jump in, Winton. So what we're talking about here is uh, not necessarily only in retirement, but a lot of times it's people that are retired. Uh, They go to one of these conferences for international living and they're able to find a country that they feel comfortable with. Sometimes it's because of the language there or because of the lifestyle there. Maybe they're a surfer and it's near the beach, whatever. They find one of these foreign countries that is safe and they're able to move there Mm -hmm. and live for like pennies on the dollar. This guy I know who was in Ecuador for a number of years. I went to visit him in Ecuador. Now he's in Colombia and he's putting up online these pictures of the apartments that he's looking at renting and like they're, they're like penthouse apartments for 230 bucks a month. You know, it's like a yeah. whole view of the city and everything. Um, so, so explain mm-hmm. this to people because it doesn't sound believable that you can live for so much less money in these other countries and you yourself are doing that.
0: Right. It's, it's very, uh, inexpensive to live uh, in different places around the world. And that's really what, International Living does is they help people understand you know what's the profile and help people noodle through the do do I want to live at the beach do I want to live in an urban area do I want to live in the mountains that kind of thing and so there's a lot of considerations and of course if you uh, rent a penthouse in downtown Panama City you know you could pay ten thousand dollars a month but if you Go 35 miles out of town, you, you know, you're more into the range of things that you're talking about. And, and so, you know, it, it pays to figure out exactly what you want to do and how you want to do it. And they have these international conferences where they get hundreds of people come to them and they get to tour the country. They get to see examples of different property and communities and that kind of thing. So it's a great way to
1: figure that out. So instead of having to like just get on a plane and show up just blind in a a city, what international living does is they have these different tours and opportunities like for you. Let's say you're thinking of Ecuador. So you go to Cuenca and then you actually meet up with somebody there that has been living there that can kind of show you around and 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 give you a, a thumbnail sketch. Exactly. So, how many different places have you lived? Has it been just strictly Mexico and tell us like what the cost well, of living is there compared to I think you you were living in southern California if I understand your story right.
0: Right. Southern California, you know, is is pretty crazy. Uh I saw my expenses drop depending on the expense uh at least 50% and and many things dropped uh to a third of what it was in the U.S., hmm. you know, living in, uh, Huatulco, which is the first place that I moved. And then it gets a little hot down there in the summers. So I started traveling around in the summers and, and found San Miguel de Allende, which is about a thousand miles to the north and, uh, you know, up in the mountains at about, uh, 6,200 feet. So I go up there during the summer and then I, actually wound up spending more time in San Miguel than, uh,
1: I had read that San Miguel has some celebrities living there. Like, uh, the, the, uh, actor, John Davidson, the game show host, he used to live there. Doc Severinsen, apparently Severinsen lives there and and others. So it must be safe there, right?
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a very safe area. Uh, you, you know, uh those of us as we're sitting around on Friday evening going out to dinner or whatever, and, you know, we all have stories from people we talked to in the United States that say, oh, my God, isn't the violence horrible there? And, of course, uh, you know, violence is horrible everywhere. But, you know, it's just the, the, people don't understand statistics. You know, they don't get that, you know, if you're in a 200,000 person city and a murder happens, is that. You know, that's gonna happen. It happens whether you're in Los Angeles or uh any place else in the world
1: well i mean look, look at america right now i mean uh people from other countries probably think that every that you know i mean in some areas it is a war zone i mean look at like chicago and portland and seattle oh, yeah. and new york and i mean everything that's happening here uh you know you might move to mexico because it's safer than the united states depending right. on depending on where you yeah. move from and where you move to now so in your experience you've been living strictly in in Mexico have you explored some other options or has it strictly been Mexico y-
0: Yes I I've 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 been to Costa Rica nine times and, and you know we'll stay there for two or three weeks at a time and then uh, I've been to Ecuador and Cuenca and Quito um and uh Manta and different parts of Ecuador and of course Panama spent time there so the great thing about my job is I'm going around to all these conferences and you know, so I usually just tack on a anywhere from a week to a month on the end of my uh, stay and do something like an Airbnb and just get to soak up what's, what's going on there.
1: Yeah, it was interesting. So
0: now I spend about, go ahead.
1: I was saying it was interesting. We went to Quankham, my wife and I for 10 days, Uh uh, a couple of summers back. And, uh, there's like a whole American culture there. There was like a certain yeah. uh, restaurant we went to for breakfast every morning. It was uh, called the Sunrise Cafe or something. It was like all Americans there. Everybody sure. spoke English. Then we yeah. found like a little jazz club that was all Americans. So it was, yeah. it was really cool to, to see how many Americans are actually doing this. I mean, it sounds, for someone not familiar with this, it sounds crazy like, oh, well, who would do that? But a lot of people are it doing does. it. Uh, and it's not as crazy as, as it sounds. Now, one of the things that surprised me, I got an email this week from international living. I love their emails. I don't know if you're involved with the marketing side of it, but these subject lines, like I can't delete any of them. I have to read the whole thing and click through because right, it's, they're, it's they're excellent Yeah. It's so well done. So line. so yeah. the subject line went in is uh, like, you can buy a, you can buy a house for $27,000 in Italy. So I'm like, okay. I love Italy. Yeah. I've got to see this. So I click on it and go through the whole thing. And it's it's remarkable. Uh, I mean, because you always think of these like super cheap places as like third world countries. But, you know, you could live in right. a beautiful place that you could own in Italy for like under $30,000. Have you explored any of yes. Europe or, or looked into any of that?
0: Yes. No, I, I've spent some time in Europe. I've been to Spain. I've been to... Uh, the UK and Ireland and they have a similar situation in Ireland where they're, you know, they have castles that litter the countryside going back hundreds of years. And, uh, the, you know, you can negotiate very attractive deals if you're willing to restore a place or that kind of thing. So it's, it, there's many, many opportunities out there and you have to scratch a little bit and dig for the one that's going to work perfectly for you. But it, it's just, stunning in that regard
1: i would love my own castle because then i could really say my home is my castle i could (laughs) beat my chest and say that to my wife and actually (laughs) have my own castle and i would want to have the whole thing you know the moat with the alligators i'd want to have all of that oh yeah if i'm going to do a castle i want you
0: gotta say lower the drawbridge that's
1: right that's right and i want to have like uh you know some Shrek some Shrek characters that I kind of ban to the nearby forest uh, to see what happens with that. Absolutely. As long as they don't call me Prince Farquaad, okay. I'll be good with that. Now um, let's talk about yeah. the, the whole legal side of this because man, this is like where it kind of like everybody, their eyes gloss over and it just explodes into a big mess. Nobody likes dealing with the IRS, but then when you get into like, for example, when I was in Ecuador I started, you know, I I interviewed one guy for 90 minutes and we put that online and that went viral. But I started talking to different people and they're like these special lawyers you have to go to to get permission to stay in the country for more than 90 days. And then they look at your income. Do do you have enough income to be able to afford to stay here? And a lot of times you can't take somebody's local job from them. So you can't really go out there and get a job. And these are low, super, super low paying jobs. So the magic of it is you don't want to get a job in Ecuador. If you're living there, you want to have your U S based income over there, but then you have, you know, these tax issues and all of that. So, so, you know, on, uncomplicate complicate that for us, how does that work if you live in one of these other countries yeah. and you're making money online? How does that work where you get permission to stay and all that?
0: Well, first, the disclaimer is that we don't give tax or immigration advice, but I can tell you generally what people do and everybody that's considering something like this should seek their own help because it's going to be different for every situation. But basically what you do is you establish uh, yourself as a freelancer, typically, or or with a business, an LLC in the United States, and then what the thing that we wind up recommending the most for most people that come into our programs are working on these online networks that are based in the United States. So they will parcel out work like uh, do proofreading, make PowerPoint presentations, provide customer support. So the issue is you're receiving uh You, you know, you're, the locus of your business is in the United States or whatever your home country is. And it, it's when you start receiving funds and foreign currencies and, and that kind of thing that you run into these uh, things that potentially trigger uh, taxation or immigration uh, problems. So technically, in most of the countries of the world, you're not working in that country and you're not taking a job away from a local which is what the the big push is all about.
1: Right. So and and that's also what what I I use the term I don't know if you do but I love this term geographic arbitrage the idea of yeah. having like yeah. a really good US-based income and then going somewhere where that you know where your dollar is worth $10 you know that's that's what's cool about this right. it, it's not so exciting to move to Ecuador and then work as you know a taxi driver for ten cents an hour. I mean that's not the life that you're, right. you're looking to pursue. You're trying to exploit the difference in the currencies and the opportunity that you can work um, online. Now, have you found that with COVID and 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 all of this Zoom that's going on now and this sort of epiphany that everybody's had that hey. We don't need to have a big office building anymore in Chicago or New York City. People can work from home. Is this becoming an easier thing for people to wrap their brain around the idea of working remotely, whether as an employee or as an independent contractor?
0: Well, it is now. You know, since about March 15th, everybody got the short course on how to work remotely, and they they get it. But I was in Singapore two years ago uh we'd had an event there and I was talking with a real estate person and they were pointing to all these new buildings in Singapore and they said, see all these new buildings here, they're, they're pretty full, uh, but those older ones are mostly empty. And the reason is, is that people used to have to come to the office to get access to the network and access to the computer uh and access to the boss. And now people are working from home and they saw a day in the future when a lot of that real estate would go unrented. And I think when we look at cities now, like, you know, New York and Chicago and that kind of thing, you know, people are going crazy right now trying to figure out how to relocate to the suburbs of the country.
1: So to give people a sense of what we're talking about here, the cost, like this friend of mine who was in Ecuador, uh, he's now in Colombia, he's talking about monthly rent of like $230. this is not unusual. This is really incredible. I mean, this is for a place that would probably be at least fifteen hundred dollars here in the U.S. Um, what what is Mexico? Yes. What is Mexico like? I mean, is it that great of a bargain as Colombia?
0: Yeah, uh, it can be depending upon where you live. I know a person that has a, a nice uh, house in Huatulco that they pay about four hundred dollars. A month for, um, I, I know somebody that lives in San Miguel, which is a little more expensive than most places because they have about 10,000 living there. Uh, but they have, uh, you know, you could, you could pay somewhere like $800 up to $3,000, you know, so you can spend money if you want to, but it, it, you know, part of it is figuring out, uh, what town you live, what climate you live in. Uh, what your access is to transportation and medical, and those are all parts of the equation that go into figuring out what's going to work for you.
1: And that's what's so great about international living because they've they've got people on the ground in all these places to kind of you know figure yeah. it out for you, so that you're not going in uh, blind, having to make these decisions. Now, regarding healthcare, this is a big question that people have and the assumption is always that well in the US we have the best healthcare and everything's the best here of everything and that's just not always the case I, when i was in korea a couple of years ago i was in seoul for uh, 2 weeks and seoul was beautiful and clean and had an incredible transportation system and in many ways was much nicer than any ma- american city i had been in but there's this assumption that everything is always the best here in America and I get that kind of american pride thing that's great but there is good health care and it's not a lot of money in a lot of these countries isn't that right right
0: that's correct i mean i i was in uh, i got sort of a, a virus and went to uh, a clinic in shanghai and it, amazing service That the the bill was like 8 dollars you know for wow seeing a doctor for 25 minutes and and, and so yeah there it, it it it's great uh Panama has kind of become a a medical uh mecca in terms of getting procedures done like knee replacements they also do some gene therapy stuff uh uh that kind of thing and 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 so you see these areas all around the world that that have this this level of care and then you know, there's a there's an equation to figure out what kind of insurance you have and how do you live in the world of Medicare if you're over a certain age and and supplement that with uh when you're traveling and that kind of thing. So there's a, a few considerations depending on your profile. But these are all things that are, it's a well-traveled road and there are lots of good answers.
1: And uh, as we continue the interview here, I, I know some people have to leave us from time to time. Uh, we want to make sure we give out sure. your, your web. The best place for them to get your book, is that to go to Amazon or should they go to your website?
0: Actually, the best place to get the book is at the International Living website. Okay. Uh, li- uh, com. Uh or if you go to my website, barefootconsultants.com, you'll get uh, a pop-up there that has the book and that'll take you right over to international living. As well. And there's some
1: kind of a deal too. I think if you get the newsletter, you can get the book or something. Isn't that right? There's yes. some, some kind of a package deal.
0: Yes. You can get some of their other newsletters and that you, you can do a a package and uh, get lots of good information.
1: Now I want to get into some examples of what people are doing. And the first one I want to ask you about is just the idea of, Hey, I'm living in this other country. And making videos and writing about it, and and just basically taking your own life journey of doing that, whether you're in Ecuador or Mexico or Italy, whatever, and just doing that, and writing an ebook, writing articles, doing YouTube videos, selling, like consulting yes, yourself yes, of like of how digital... to move over. What about that business model? Right. Well, it's it's
0: an information uh model where you're you know you acquire information from doing these things and it's certainly your prerogative to capture that and write about it and then publish it wherever you want to publish it you know so that's the uh, uh the process that uh would go on in that particular situation there are some countries where if you're running around with a uh A camera and a tape recorder and shoving it into people's faces uh <laughs> they get a little testy about it and and some uh have a different opinion of what you should be doing, and that's why you really wanna check in the country that you're going to uh to understand what they're uh profile is for how they react to that kind of Or thing. you might
1: be uh, broadcasting from a Chinese prison if uh, you go too far in right, in exactly, Hong Kong. Exactly. Uh so so yes, th- there's yes. a guy I follow on on YouTube. My wife and I in fact almost every night at dinner we're like should we fire up a video of of Gabriel Traveler. I don't know if you've heard the name but there's a guy uh-huh. named Gabriel Traveler. And this guy he's like about no, 50. I haven't he's about 50 years old and all he does is uh-huh. he's a perpetual traveler he just never like he doesn't have a home he's always somewhere different like so right now he's in croatia for like a month or something and he's always traveling and then his money comes in from the youtube channel because if you have you know you get views on the youtube channel it it converts to money and he also has like some affiliate links in his youtube description have you ever heard of anybody doing that like perpetually traveling
0: Yes. In fact, I did that one year just as an experiment to see what it would be like because I'm, I'm usually going to between six and nine conferences a year to speak and do workshops. And so I, just one year, I said, I, I want to see what it's like to live on the, uh, on the road permanently and, uh, I had some great, uh, experiences, but ultimately decided that I like to hang out with my, friends in Huatulco uh, and San Miguel de Allende. So at least for me, I prefer that not continuous travel. Now, that being said, I was in 13 countries last year. So that's about as continuous a travel schedule as you can get. And uh, went around the world twice, Thailand, uh, Australia, London, uh, you, you know, so lots of different places. And uh, but it, it, it's it's a lifestyle choice again it's just you have to figure out what you want and what we see a lot of people doing now is they are trying places out They'll a lot of visas will go for say three months so people will go and they'll live in spain for a couple months and then they'll go uh come back to the u.s and see the grandkids and do the birthday parties and that kind of thing and then they'll head off for uh, to ecuador for two or three months and, and that kind of thing and then uh, some people eventually pick a place they want to settle down in abroad and others like the lifestyle of just traveling in and out.
1: Yeah, it is interesting. Some of these countries like Ecuador is only a four hour flight from Florida. So, um, right, you know, it, right. like I was just thinking, well, if I lived there. It's not like I would never see my my children again, my adult children. I mean, That's it's a four right. uh, it's a four hour flight. Right. It's not any more than like going out to the West Coast or anything like that. So a lot of these right. people do live a lifestyle where, like this, we call them the snowbirds here in Florida, where they go back sure, home. Yes, they yeah. go back home, you know, when the snow is gone, and then they come back here w- during right. the cold weather. Uh, your strategies, I would bet, also would work right here in the United States. So somebody who's with us tonight, and is saying, Well, I don't know that I'm that adventurous to live in another country. Uh, there are still places in this country, Winton, where I've like used realtor.com where you can buy a house yeah. for like $50,000, actually own and buy a house sure. in some of these rural areas. Yes. So they could use your strategies, even here in the U.S., to move to like a super inexpensive uh, part of the country.
0: Yes, we've had members in our programs for years that are doing that. They think they might like to travel someday. They might want to move abroad, but the, the idea of tapping into skills they already have and freelancing
1: from home
0: is, uh, you know, it's a good thing, whether you're doing it in the United States or Canada or wherever you want to be in the world.
1: Or even the RV lifestyle, which I know has become popular as long as you have an internet connection. Now in your book you give a lot of different stories which I love of different people doing different things. So I thought it would be fun uh for you to tell some of those stories tonight like like you know we don't even need to know the person's name but just like some examples sure. of people that have done this and then what kind of work that they're actually doing uh to supplement their their retirement income.
0: Yes, okay. Well, uh you know Ed, Ed, there's kind of a scale, you know, some people have aspirations to work maybe a, a day or two a week, and that's all they want to do. And I remember one woman that was a school teacher, and uh, she came up after one of my talks and said, "Is there anything I, in there I could do?" And I asked her how how she was as a proofreader, and she said, "Well, I taught English for 37 years, so I'm probably pretty good at it." And she, and she said, and I and I said, "How much do you need to make?" And then she said, "Oh, I just need M and M money." And I'm thinking, you know, M&Ms are what, 50 cents, a dollar? And she said, no, that's my margaritas and massage money. Okay. And, uh, you know, she'd make two or $300 a month and that was, that was her, her spending money, her mad money. And, and so she would do proofreading for various companies through some of the networks that we talk about and teach people how to, uh, w- work on. Um, there is another guy who at the other end of the spectrum, very, an engineer, very talented, uh, for many years worked for a corporation doing safety inspections on a certain kind of manufacturing plant. And he used to have to go to the plant and take pictures and ask questions for three days and take videos and all that kind of stuff. And then he would go home and he would spend two or three weeks writing up reports and recommendations. Well, he found that he was able to uh, live abroad and hire somebody to go into the plant in the U S and, and, and take the pictures and ask the questions and do that kind of thing. And then would ship all that stuff off to him digitally. And he would write his reports as he always did. And, uh, y- you know, that's the way that, uh, that he worked. And then there was, uh, uh, a woman that enjoyed, uh, the structure of sort of being an employee. She didn't want to work full time, But she wound up being the switchboard, basically, for a small machine shop in the United States, about a 10-person machine shop. So they didn't have to hire an extra receptionist from 11 to 1.30 when they were out to lunch, and they would just forward the phones to her. She would take messages, send emails, got to know all the people that worked in the company. She could answer simple questions about order status and when something would be ready. And that's what she did every day between eleven o'clock and and one thirty, and that gave her the structure in her day, to uh, that she liked, and and also you know would put three four hundred dollars in her pocket every week.
1: I love how your book it it helps you to understand how you might be able to reinvent yourself. Um, like you had an orthopedic <laughs> doctor uh, story, and he ends up becoming like uh what was it he did? He wrote the manuals for like orthopedic equipment or something, or yes, proofread he, them
0: he he would review them, yes, he would proofread them and and uh you know if you go into some of these networks we teach about and do proofreading, uh you might make fifteen twenty twenty five dollars an hour, depending on your background and your skill set um and he was trying to do that. But it turned, it, but, but he wasn't very happy with the money he was making, because of course, as an orthopedic surgeon, he made quite a bit more. And we talk about these things called domains of knowledge, and this is a critical concept for working online, is you have to marry your domain of knowledge, which in his case was the knowledge of medicine and orthopedic surgery, with the skill that you're going to perform, uh, which in this case was proofreading. And so that is what really makes uh for much higher income in in doing that kind of thing when you can bring that skill together with a domain of knowledge.
1: There's so many things you can do now. I just recently put several of my books on audio and I recorded them here in my own oh, yeah. st- in my own studio here in my house and while well, I was over at sure. I was over at acx.com which is audible com. That's the, the official name of uh-huh. the company. So I was over there, you know, uh, just getting myself going on my own books about a year ago. And then I found there's this whole like separate side opportunity there where you can actually put your information up to be a narrator and get paid hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars to read and narrate somebody else's book. If you just have some basic yep. recording equipment, it's just incredible the times that we live in now, like what's possible that you can do with just some basic, uh, computer equipment. One of the things you mentioned, uh, on your, your own website, which I was fascinated when I was in Korea, I actually interviewed two, uh, American young ladies, college age who took a year off of college to teach English over there. And they made a ton of money, got free lodging yep. and everything else. And came back with a bunch of cash to pay off student loans uh, tell us about teaching English because you can actually do this now online and it doesn't matter where the student is, right? Cause you could use Skype or something like that to make right. the connection.
0: Yes. Yes. This is something that's really mushroomed over the last uh, five years is teaching English online. There are a billion non-English speakers that want to learn English in the world right now. And Uh, of course, you do this over Skype or Zoom or that kind of thing. There's some very sophisticated companies that have set up all the the tools and the infrastructure to support this. You don't have to be able to speak the language that you're uh, speaking. We've had people go through our programs that are are living in Panama and are teaching uh, English to Chinese students, you know, and they get up at four o'clock in the morning and the you know the the window because of the time zones is about four to eight but it it, you know you you can you can teach it and if something goes sideways there's a a button you can tap on your screen and uh, somebody that speaks both languages can come on and help get you through that but it's a, a a wonderful experience a great way to learn and and now you know every kid basically in the United States has been through online learning now and and a lot of these ideas were out there, but people thought well it it's not really that good, and it's that kind of thing and and certainly learning online is not like learning in person in a classroom, but you can cover a lot, a lot a, an awful lot of stuff, and especially with adult learners, you can really uh make great progress. Kids are going through a lot of socialization and athletics and all these other kinds of things that are part of the school experience. But once you're an adult learner, it's all about convenience, you know, and how can I learn these new things without having to jump in a car and go to a community college or whatever it might be.
1: So if you're, if you're with us tonight and you're saying, well, wait a minute, I'm not ready to move overseas or do one of these things. You can still use any of these ideas to make extra money. If you're somebody that has some time and you're looking for ways to make extra money, the book is filled with just dozens and dozens of different ideas and really gets you thinking about what you could do that you could both enjoy but also, you know, have that that freedom, because if you do one of these online things, Winton, what I love about it is it's like a portable income. I, I think you call it or an anywhere income yes. uh, in your yes. book, because if you're somebody who, you know, has one of these gigs, I mean, you could be uh, go go see the grandkids and bring the laptop with you or go on a vacation or yep. you live half the year in Chicago, the other half the year in Florida. Uh, it's a great thing to start right. building building up now, even if you're not in retirement quite yet.
0: Yes, we see a lot of people come into our programs and they, they get into the systems. They get everything hooked up. You know, there's a little bit of a hurdle to get over technology wise, but we help people with that. And then once they're, they're there, uh, they might work at a very low level, you know, maybe a few hours a week because they still got a full time job, but they know that there's some date certain out there that they're going to retire for whatever reason or, uh, move or whatever it might be. And, then they, they're comfortable with it uh, on how these systems work and how they deliver the work and their computer system and all that kind of stuff. And, and then off they go. It's, it's best to do, uh, to learn how to do this stuff. In fact, before you move abroad, if, if that's in your plans, but we've just seen an explosion in the number of people that are, don't want to necessarily move abroad as much as they just want that. Flexible, portable income. They like the idea of not, you know, having to have an extra car and, and a wardrobe and, uh, all the money for lunches forever for, uh, w- working in that corporate America and, and save the commute. You know, uh, well, a lot of people realize that, you know, I'm spending a lot of time, y- you know, working eight hours a week for my boss. And, uh, y- you know, I could be doing this differently
1: absolutely it's it's a lot of fun and uh an opportunity to supplement your income now or take that portable income anywhere in the world uh Winton Churchill tell us uh, again how people can get your book the new retirement and how they can find out more about you and any of these uh conferences that might be coming up soon
0: sure they can go to internationalliving.com that's the best place that's where all the information about the conferences been during this COVID uh, time frame, the conferences are, have been done virtually. I've, uh, my last live conference was in January. Uh, and then the, we've done three now virtually. and uh, the first live conference is scheduled for next March, you know, depending upon how things um, unfold. So that's a great place to go. And then there's a lot of information that's sort of an extension of what's in the book on our website at consultants with an com,
1: And also if you go to internationalliving.com folks, you can plug in your email there just to get on their emails because their emails are trying to get you to buy their newsletter and all that, but that's fine. I mean, I've been a subscriber to the newsletter. It's it's a great newsletter, but you also get just a lot of good information just by being on that email list, a lot of good knowledge that's there for you. And uh, the book is it also available at Amazon or is it just through International Living and through your website?
0: It's it's just through International Living. It's it's uh, so, so that's the best place to get it. They have a, a fully stocked uh, bookstore, and uh, the, that's uh, the best place to get a hold of it.
1: Well, Winton, you're a great guest. We really There's enjoyed all- having you, and uh, we hope you come back and visit again soon. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks so much, sir.
0: Yeah, I have loved it. Thank you very much. God bless.
1: Have a great night. Wow. That guy was fantastic. Uh, you know, we, we you know, I was jumping in. He was jumping in. People people get mad at me because I talk too much on my show. But you know, I, I love I love to have the conversation. I, I love the conversation. uh, and, and and this is a topic I just love. Um, I, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I have this feeling like somehow. I'm going to be traveling a lot in my future. I don't know how it's going to happen or exactly what arrangement that's going to be, but I just have this bug about traveling, maybe because I was on the road as a musician and my wife and I, when we're traveling, we're like, we're happy We're I mean, we, we love it. Like, oh, this is our hotel room tonight and let's check out the restaurants. We're like, we're, we're, we're perfect in that environment. Uh put us back at home and then it's like, okay, I'm on my side of the house. She's on her side of the house. Uh oh, but we we love the traveling. We love the process of you know getting there. We love you know the driving, the flights, whatever. We love the whole process of it. Um, I've done a lot of traveling recently. We were in Italy, uh in Switzerland and Korea and Ecuador and all over the U.S. here. Um, it, it's been fun in recent years, but I want to do some more traveling. And I love all of this making money online stuff. And I've got my own course as well. If you want to check it out over at varstraining.com, that's V like in Victor, A R S, varstraining.com. Um, it goes in a little bit of a different direction than Winton. So I think you could be in my course and uh, be following his advice too. He has a lot more in there about like, uh, gigs where you're working as a freelancer and mine is more in the realm of like starting your own business online. So it's a little bit of a different nuance to it. Uh, but check out varstraining.com. I'm building my future to be able to have a portable income. And I don't know, you know, I, I don't think I'll ever move from a having a home base, having a house is nice, but to be able to just like pack up and disappear for a few weeks or a few months would be fantastic. And there's a lot of the world that I have yet to see. So whether you're going to use this information tonight to just supplement your income and stay here in the good old USA, or if you're interested in exploring some of these things, either way, uh, just use the information. There's so much out there, so much you can do uh, to be able to make extra money these days because of the internet. Thanks so much for joining us. and remember. If it's Sunday night, it's Jim Paris Live. We'll talk to you next time. So long, everybody. These days, there are plenty of things to worry about, but keeping pests out of your home shouldn't be one of them. That's why you need Massey Services. Massey eliminates pests before they get inside. They start by carefully inspecting the inside and outside of your home and then focus customized treatments on the outside. Best of all, your satisfaction is guaranteed or your money back. That's the Massy difference. Expect more and get it. Over 40 years ago, we started on a journey. We planted seeds. We made promises and kept them. We built relationships with equal parts dignity and respect, focusing entirely on protecting the injured, the mistreated. We put together a way of working that became a way of life. Every case made us stronger. Over 40 years ago, we set out to build a law firm, but what we ended up with was so much more. Farrah and Farrah, Fort Myers, Naples.